Welcome back, it's Maxine Luthia, your spiritual astrologer, teaching you how to learn astrology in a more empowering and soul-centered way. And in this episode, you are about to learn all about astrology for love. So understanding specifically five of my all-time favorite synastry placements in reading astrology charts for love and romantic connections. Now, when we're talking about synastry, that is just the astrology of comparing and contrasting two birth charts. So for this, you're gonna wanna make sure that you're looking at your birth chart and understanding your compatibility in a romantic sense with someone else. And for this, it's enough to know just your birth chart and the other person's birth chart. But in astrology, just so you know, there is something called a synastry chart, which is where you take your chart and you overlay the other person's on top of that. So you're able to see both of your charts and how they kind of match on to one another in one chart. So that's what a synastry chart is. If I'm referring to that, just know we're talking about comparing and contrasting your birth chart with the other person's chart. And this has been a much requested episode, the astrology for love and romantic relationships, synastry compatibility. There's so much to this topic and it's one of my all time favorites. I love giving readings for this. So if you're interested, you can check that out. First, I'll give you a couple astrology tips for reading synastry charts. And then I'll get into each of those five, five of my favorite synastry chart placements for love one by one. And I do wanna say right at the start that a big part of why I'm sharing this episode now is that I've been working on a secret course for so long now, and I'm just now finally sharing it with you. So I'm so excited to announce that my new course on the astrology for your love life and romantic relationships is finally available. So you can join, you know, it's totally self-paced. So if you're listening to this later too, you haven't missed out, you can go to maxinelithia.com or I'll put it in the show notes for you. But truly, this is the course to help you if you're wanting some guidance, if you wanna understand how to better navigate your love life. So it helps you understand not only your personal birth chart, this blueprint to love, and how to understand what your deepest needs, your soul desires are there, even your your blocks in love, your fears, and how to better be mindful of how that shows up in relationships, but also understanding how to read step-by-step, how to read synastry charts. So what I'm talking about in this episode is giving you a look at that. So if you like this episode, you'll love this course, but it really gets deep into that you understand how to read synastry charts for yourself. So looking to you know your romantic relationships and be that past, present, future, this is really gonna be a tool to help guide you in that and give you that deeper insight into not only the compatibility, understanding strengths and challenges, developing more understanding there, but also understanding spiritual compatibility and understanding the lessons, the the karmic lessons, the spiritual nature of why your two souls are together in this lifetime. So understanding that it's not random why two souls meet. And when we're talking about love, I mean, think about it. Most, Most loving relationships, it's like first they were strangers and then magically, 
it's you've come together and it's not random there's a reason for that chemistry that pull that connection because you have something to teach one another so whether you're learning that from that person maybe it's you know understanding your relationship with an ex or someone in your past or it's understanding that you're here to learn something with one another to support and guide one another to be that mirror so it's there's so much <laughs> to be said about this you can tell i'm just like starting to go down a rabbit hole but i'm so passionate about this and i'm so excited to share it with you so if you are interested we get into everything i just shared and about a million other things <laughs> so it is the course to get for understanding how you can use your astrology to guide you in love. So if you're interested, you could go to MaxineLuthia.com, reach out to me on Instagram if you have any questions, but it's entirely self-paced and so you can take it at your own pace. Whenever you hear this, it is ready for you to dive into. Okay, so let's get into it, the astrology for your love life and romantic relationships. So before I get into those five key industry chart placements for love, I just want to back it up to say just a couple tips at the start to make sure that you are that we're on the same page so number one just know you are never doomed in love and no relationship is going to be doomed in love what I mean by that is I know that there's a lot on the internet of saying okay you know if you're a Pisces Sun then this Sun sign you know stay away from there is so much more <laughs> to be said about the astrology for love and synastry and all of this than sun signs, first of all, but also you have free will. And so understanding that if you are drawn to someone, there's a reason for that. And you get to use the astrology to see what is compatible and what is kind of what are, what flows, what brings ease and joy into your life, but also what is less supportive, what where might challenges be, where might conflict arise. And so just understanding that Ideally, you are using astrology not as this kind of diagnosis of a relationship where it's, oh, they're compatible or they're not, you know, or this chart is good or bad. It's not that black and white, <laughs> although, you know, I'm sure if you've read anything like I have, then you know a lot of people do sadly use it that way. But ideally, you are using astrology and for love, for your love life to help you build awareness of understanding, looking at your chart and someone else's, looking at the synastry chart between you two and seeing how your energies play with one another, how they dance together and seeing what gets activated, what gets triggered, where are you naturally at ease, you know, seeing that the chart isn't just compatible or not, you actually are seeing what pieces are compatible. How can you lean into that and really see those supports and appreciate them, but also have more compassion for where you might not see eye to eye, where you may very well butt heads, and where there are deeper karmic lessons, spiritual lessons that you're teaching one another, even things that within yourself that get triggered or the patterns that are deeply ingrained in some way within you that really you'd be benefited in allowing yourself to release, you know, interrupting that pattern, moving forward from that. So astrology shows you so much when it comes to the astrology for love. There's way more that I could be able to talk about here. So let me know if you'd like to see a part two to this. But truly, when we're looking at the astrology for your love life, just knowing you're not doomed despite what you may have heard. It's not as black and white as others make it seem, and you always have free will. So you're using astrology really to help you gain perspective and insight, build that awareness of the relationship itself. 
okay and then from there feeling more empowered in how you show up in your relationships okay so i'm gonna leave it at that although i'm biting my tongue because <laughs> there's so much more i could share but if you are interested again i do have that whole course on it so that's waiting for you if you're interested okay so let's get into it what are those five best sinistry chart placements in love number one for those sinistry chart placements in love is looking to see your sun and moon and their sun and moon if they fall in the same zodiac sign or in opposite zodiac signs. So to give you an example, actually a really good celebrity example of this is Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. They both have a Sagittarius sun, that's her sun, and he has a Sagittarius moon. So sun and moon in the same sign, that would be compatible. Now also in this, their same chart, he's a Capricorn sun and she's a Cancer moon. So those are sun and moon in opposite signs. So they actually have two of these in their chart. So that's really compatible. And that can also look like having your moon signs in the same sign or opposite or same thing with the sun. Like looking at Neil Patrick Harris and David Burka, they both have Gemini suns and they both have Sagittarius moons. So that shows up a lot too in couples, but it doesn't have to. Again, keep in mind, this is in no way an exhaustive list. You're not doomed if you don't have one of these. There are way more, but what I see with couples who do have that is there's this shared mutual identity and they just get one another, especially if this there it's the same sign we're looking at. Imagine they both have that energy as a part of them, right? I talk a lot about this in spiritual astrology school if you've taken that with me, but your sun and moon, those are so important. Your luminaries are part of that core soul essence of your soul. And so if, you know, if your moon is in the same sign as your partner's as your partner's sun or moon, it's really going to help to bring you together and just really feel understood and deeply met in that relationship. It's like you don't have to explain yourself, you just, you get one another and things just flow with greater ease. What satisfies your needs is also what's gonna satisfy theirs or what makes you naturally feel good and happy same with them. So it's just this really beautiful nurturing aspect I'll see where also you just feel like you can fully be yourself with them. And then with the opposite signs, it's a similar thing. They're very compatible, but a different reason for it because it's kind of this balancing act. You know, that saying opposites attract, you could apply that here where you're seeing how they really, although they're opposite in astrology, opposite signs are compatible. They really serve to balance one another out. And there's that mutual attraction piece that I'll find really often if you have a lot of oppositions in your chart. And so looking to see if your sun and moon in any combination are either in the same zodiac sign as one another or in opposite signs. So just to run through those, you have Aries and Libra as opposite signs, and then Taurus, Scorpio, Gemini, Sagittarius, Cancer, Capricorn, Leo, Aquarius, and Virgo, Pisces. And then number two for five of my favorite synastry chart placements for love in astrology is looking to the moon sign by element in your chart and your partner's chart and seeing how they match up, where they're similar and where they may differ. 
So first of all, looking to see, do you have a fire sign moon, air sign moon, earth sign moon, or water sign moon? And understanding, okay, what does that tell you about what you need to really feel emotionally good in a relationship? What do you need to feel secure enough to open up and trust that other person to develop that deeper intimacy and bonding? And also, how, how do you just day to day, how do you process emotions? How are you gonna in, uh, kind of more instinctively react to things? So if you have your moon, let's say in a fire sign, and they do as well, then you'll understand that in a big way. So that's very compatible. There are other ways of looking at this too, like we just saw earlier. Let's say that you have a Leo moon and your partner has a Leo sun, right? That's, why, that's part of why this is so compatible, especially in long-term relationships. But even when it comes to if you have other planets in either that same zodiac sign, like Leo, let's say, or another fire sign, Sagittarius or Aries, that serves to help you understand the element moon that that person has and vice versa, right? Do they have any planets? Um, and let's say you're an air moon. Do they have any air sign planets? right? Especially those personal planets like your sun, your moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars. So just to run through those, we have the fire moons of Aries, Leo, Sagittarius, air sign moons of Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius, earth sign of Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn, and water sign of Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. So if you want to pause to write those down, but you're looking to see, do you have your moon signs in the same element? Or let's say that you have a water sign moon and maybe they don't, but does your partner have any other water sign personal planets that serves to really bring you together and serves as a bridge almost to that emotional or more in-depth romantic connection. And if I could just give you a word or two for each of those moon sign by elements, what you're looking for, what you really need deep down in a relationship to make it work, the fire sign moons need to feel recognized. They need to feel like they can fully express themselves freely. The air sign moons, they need to feel this sense that they feel heard, that they have this friendship. They're a meeting of minds in relationships. The earth sign moons, they need to feel security and like they're building something together, that more practical nature. And then the water sign moons need to feel emotional depth and connectivity that way. So whether you have your moon signs in the same element or you have personal planets in the same element as one another's moon, that really does help to build that sense of just natural support and ease in the relationship and those deeper needs are being met. And if you don't have that, it's okay. You know, understanding that you're not doomed in love as I shared earlier, it's understanding instead that you're seeing how you can use the astrology then to reflect, to build that awareness of, okay, now going forward, knowing what it is that you need to feel deeply nourished in that relationship and what they need to feel deeply nourished how can you be more mindful of that? How can you act from that knowing? And that's why astrology can be so helpful in not only saying the pieces where you're compatible, but really drawing attention to what are those differences? Where does conflict stem in your relationships? And seeing those patterns of 
where you can really be more mindful going forward. So that is number two. And then number three for five of my all-time favorite industry chart placements for love in astrology is looking to your Venus and Mars and the others Venus and Mars and seeing if they are in the same zodiac sign or opposite zodiac signs. And these, I'll see this over and over again in reading charts for love where the couple either has, let's say their Mars and Venus are opposite or their Mars is on top of the other's Venus or they have the same Mars sign or same Venus sign. So that's what we're looking at here for number three. And if you have this, it just speaks to that chemistry in a relationship, more of that romantic sexual pull that they'll have toward one another. And why this is, is because of course, Venus is the planet of love. So it really speaks to that more affectionate quality too. It's that attraction, what you like, what you're drawn to in a relationship, what you find to be pleasant or pleasurable. Whereas Mars is similar in that it really is about that romantic connection, but it does tend to bring more of that passion, that intensity to a relationship, kind of that more even erotic kind of draw to one another, that's Mars. So both of them together, you want to look to for that romantic compatibility. And again, so much more to say about all of this, but that is really important. And I'll see that over and over again when they have this magnetic attraction. If Venus and Mars, some combination are in the same sign or opposite signs. And there are so many examples of this, but one that really comes to mind that might be more obvious to you if you know them is Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker. So he has his Venus in Libra, she has hers in Aries, and they have that them in opposite signs. So that really speaks to that chemistry, that draw, that attraction romantically, and really the public displays of affection, the PDA that they're known for on red carpets and stuff. And so that really is very compatible, a lot of chemistry there. And not only that, but you can even see going deeper into it, she has her Mars in his moon sign and she has her sun in Aries too. So they have that moon and sun in Aries connection. And there's a lot more to be said about that, but that is one way that that manifests. And actually another Travis, <laughs> Travis Kelsey comes to mind. So if you look at his chart in Taylor Swift's his Venus is in Scorpio and her Mars is in Scorpio. So that really shows that strong attraction, that magnetic quality and chemistry. And then number four for five of my favorite synastry chart placements in love is looking to see if Jupiter falls in the other person's first or seventh house. Again, one that I see over and over again, and for this one in particular, it really manifests in relationships where I'll see that they just feel like best friends, like they really feel that strong connection. And this shows up in other ways too, but that strong Jupiter draw really brings out the best in one another and it helps them to just get along and kind of overlook perhaps some of the parts of, that, of their chart that are less obviously compatible where they might butt heads. Something I talk about inside of my Astrology for Love course is that it really gives you a compatibility boost for the couple if it falls in certain placements. And that, that's one that I see a lot with Jupiter in the first or seventh house of the other's chart. It really serves to just put the focus on what's going right, what's going good, and there's such a joy and support and kind of encouragement that naturally bubbles up in the relationship. They just like one another. <laughs> it's really the best way to put that. 
So I'll see that override a lot of the times, again, some of the more challenging aspects in their relationship. So it really is supportive in that romantic connection. And there are so many examples that come to mind here, but one that really stands out to me and just kind of, if you know this couple might help you to put it together is Emily Blunt and her husband, John Krasinski. And they just have such a, a joy to the relationship. I mean, from an outsider's perspective with us, but you can just see how they enjoy one another's company, that they have easy banter, that they have fun together, that they have, again, with Jupiter, that um, that mutual kind of support and just joy being around each other. So that is really Jupiter at play. Uh, another example, Margaret, Margaret Robbie and her husband, Tom Ackerley, I heard a speech that they gave about one another. It's just like so genuine feeling and authentic and supportive. Um, so yeah, that, those are some examples for you. <laughs> and then number five for some of my favorite sinistry chart placements in astrology for love. And trust me, there are so many more. So let me know if you want a part two. But what I'll share here is you're looking to see if Saturn falls in the other's first house, so their rising sign, or their seventh house, or in the same sign as the other person's Venus. So Saturn to Venus, are they in the same sign? And when I see this, Saturn is really, what I like to call this in the astrology course, is I talk about it as it's the glue. It really serves in a relationship to have a couple stick together, kind of stick things out through hard times. So and in a long-term relationship, Saturn really supports that. Although you may hear a lot of negativity surrounding Saturn, and there's more to be said about all of this, you know, there's strengths and shadows to any placement, even the ones I've shared here. But what I have seen as an astrologer after reading hundreds and hundreds of charts and looking to love and hearing stories of couples who have stuck out hard times and really been there as this support to lean on or they come back together, you know, even in, in ways that they just feel this sense of, of duty to one another, this almost karmic connection to be that support. Saturn shows up in a big way. So here, those are three ways I see that show up. There's so much more to be said about karmic connections and spiritual lessons in relationships, why you're drawn with the deeper meaning to all of that. So I talk a lot about that inside of the Astrology for Love course, if you're interested, but it's understanding that Saturn's placement, although it can bring up some heavier topics, it really does serve to help them feel that sense of commitment or longevity, being able to see things through and take the relationship really seriously. And then in terms of example charts, I feel like some couples who really, who have this in their sinistry chart and really embody it, so you can kind of get an idea, a feel for Saturn, is, you know, the Obamas, David and Victoria Beckham, uh, George and Amal Clooney, these couples that sometimes they do take on even the relationship itself, more responsibilities together. There's that sense of karmic purpose that they might share, but really that deeper level of commitment and sticking things through together shines through in those relationships. So that's a look at five of my favorite Sinistry chart placements for love and that deeper felt connection and compatibility. So if you feel like sharing anything in the comments, let me know if you've enjoyed this. Give it a thumbs up, subscribe. And of course, also, if you want to even 
see how this shows up for you. If you want to share any of that, let me know in the comments. I would love to hear about that, whether that's a current relationship or a past relationship, you know, whatever you feel like sharing, feel free to over on YouTube. And of course, also, if you're interested in learning more with me and diving deeper into this and learning how to read birth charts and synastry charts for love, the five steps to reading synastry charts, understanding what you need to know about your love life, those deeper spiritual lessons, compatibility, navigating the strengths, the challenges in relationships, overcoming blocks, opening your heart. There's so much that I get into there and it really truly is such a gorgeous course. You're gonna get so much out of it. It's so juicy. Um, as you can tell, super excited about it. So if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me over on Instagram, but you can check out MaxineLithia.com for more on that. And again, it's not like spiritual astrology school where I only have the doors open twice a year. You can just, if you feel like joining now, you can, <laughs> and the doors are open whenever. So it's totally self-paced and totally worth it because after that you will have a guide to using astrology as this tool to really feeling more fulfilled in romantic relationships and how to navigate those and the spiritual lessons involved and all of that. So. It's a good one. I'm super excited about it. If you want to learn more with me though too, there's more on my website. I have flashcards. I have other courses. You can book a reading with me. I have free stuff there to you if you're getting started in your journey. So check that out. But yeah, that's all I have for you. So thanks so much for listening to the end, for learning astrology with me. It means so much to me. I'm so grateful to just be a part of your astrology journey, spiritual journey in some way, shape or form. And yeah, until next time, take care.